0: there is a pandemic
1: of single women
0: get vaccinated (laughs) what (laughs) marriage is the vaccine
1: how we always come up with video ideas is we just talk to each other about things and we're like this would probably be a good thing to talk about on a video
0: most of it is just what do we wish someone had told us when we were younger yeah a lot of scenarios come up or memories come up or situations that are like hey how would how should we have navigated that what do we wish we were told to navigate that what will we tell our children how to navigate that and so something that we see a lot of is uh, a lot of our single friends struggling to get married we struggled to get married
1: we were 25 when we met yeah 26 when we got married
0: yeah and you see that as a cultural it's a cultural momentum right now is that people are struggling to get married Mm -hmm. and people are struggling to stay married Mm -hmm. and so what is the biblical you know kind of answer to that if we want to change culture marriage is a huge part of building and sustaining a biblical culture you have tons of single ladies in their late 20s early 30s and it's not a good thing you know the bible says it's not good for a man to be alone um which means
1: it's not good for a woman to be alone
0: and so you know our, our heart is just the whole titus 2 thing older ladies teach younger ladies How to love your husband, keep your household, work out your purpose. And so we were clueless uh, on how to get married. I mean, we we struggled, just bumbled our way into marriage.
1: (laughs) And we call our story a miracle story. But we're like, you know, we have a miracle story of how we met. But there's so much better. Like you were saying yesterday to me, you're like, I wish I would have met you when we were in high school. And we would have gotten married young. And it's so funny when we talk about these things because people are like oh like you can't say that that without offending your spouse like that you would have done things differently but we process everything as as what do we want to teach our children like how do we look at our own life and things that we wish we would have done differently and one of those things is we wish we would have married younger
0: and and that's just the thing of following scripture you know so You know you can ask why is there an epidemic of single ladies but it goes more into that of like why are we not following scripture why are we not obeying scripture because so many you know ladies will profess this thing of like i'm called to singleness you're probably not the bible says you know and this is great we were taught this in youth don't awaken love until the desired time or the the right time that was pounded into us at youth and it's like that's a great thing young guys go crush until you can get to a place where you can marry. And then, what does that
1: look like practically for young men? Yeah,
0: for young guys, can you support yourself and accommodate yourself. You know, you don't want to be living at home depending on your parents and then dating around because that's out of it's out of time, it's out of order. But if you are independent if you are a strong independent <laughs> man, then you can go about awakening love. And if you lust, get married. Like if you're burning with lust, get married. Awesome, praise God. And so w- with girls, it's this thing of, you know, if the guy that you are interested in, if you've awakened love and you're burning with lust, if he's unable to get married, well, guess what? You're going to have a bad time, you know? And so I think this thing of like, I'm called to singleness You know you always talk about what's her name Amy Carmichael? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah Amy Carmichael. She actually was called singleness and she had no desire. She said I'm going to live a life of celibacy set apart from the Lord and she died a celibate woman. She Um, was not distracted by men. I
0: can bet you right now she did not watch Hallmark movies. She did not read romance novels.
1: And she didn't get offended when people talked about the blessing of marriage. She didn't feel that I need to
0: justify myself. Yeah.
1: So whenever we talk about these things, there's like, how dare you? I'm refusing to settle. Or singleness is a gift. And it's like singleness is not actually a gift. Singleness is a season. And you need to treat it as a season that you steward really well.
0: Children are a gift.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Children are a gift. Singleness is not a gift. And if you, but, and that's what we wanted to talk about today was how do we prevent women getting into their late 20s and early 30s and still being single when i went to churches in my 20s it was never how do we get you ready to be a wife and a mother
0: and if you don't do that if you don't if you don't purposefully set out a cultural expectation you will float with the main culture you will you will just go along with the the popular culture. And so the the spirit of this age, the popular culture of this age is libertarianism for guys, feminism for girls. So libertarianism for guys, and this is where I struggled. I dated a bunch of girls who, you know, we've chatted openly about this. This isn't offensive. (laughs) Is that I could have married any of them and it would have turned out well had I dropped my libertarianism. So uh, there's this old English preacher, David Pawson, who said, it doesn't quite matter who you marry. Mm -hmm. It matters how you marry. It doesn't quite matter where you live. It matters how you live. And it doesn't matter on what you work. It matters how you work. That blew my mind because we're so consumed as Christians of like, is she the one?
1: Yeah. Is this
0: work called of God? Am I supposed to live here? Like, God, send me a postcard. And it's like, no, no, no. God directs our steps. It's, you know, you look at David in the desert. You look at Joseph in slavery and in prison. Just be a Christian where you are. Live submitted to God where you are and God will move you into the best place. He'll move you and direct your steps. So with the girls that I all dated, I was a libertarian, right? I was petrified of, you know, am I ready to take responsibility? Am I ready to lead? Am I ready to provide? And I wasn't. And so I was petrified. And so these were just, you know, I awakened love before the right time. Yeah. So practically for guys, you don't want to be dating around in high school because you don't have your own house. Mm -hmm. You don't, you're not ready to go and get married and, and become your own household. So for guys, ignore women, make science, you know, that meme. But it's like, ignore women until you've sorted out what your gift is, what you're working at. You And it doesn't have to, again, put pressure on guys of like, I have to know what God has called me to do. It's like, no, just go get a job, get your own house.
1: Have yeah, momentum. Yeah,
0: have momentum, you know. Um, and it's not meaning go buy a house and you can only get married once you afford a house. None of us can afford houses in this market. <laughs> you know at the age of 18 or 19 or whatever like no just are you independent are you a strong independent man now go look at girls and awaken love and when you burn with lust get married praise god
1: and that ties into often we talk about how it's probably better for guys to be four or five years older than the girl that they marry mm-hmm. like se- that is matching sexual market value yeah.
0: yeah so for a young guy like if you go the college route you know you go into debt you're at college you're not earning much money you're just scraping by you know we've had tons of couples that we've counseled who are in college together they're sweethearts and they're like we can't get married until after college and it's like why you you know get married now so you know two
1: can live two can live as, as cheap one. as one
0: but there's this thing of like well the man has to get established well then why are you dating why are you awakening love if the time is not right and so for guys ignore women go make money you know finish college if that's what you've done uh go into a workspace become independent so for a guy you know 22 years old 21 years old in this culture you can be 16 in this culture are you independent man you know and so can we hope you, to
1: raise sons to be ready to be yeah, married at
0: 18. Yeah, And so once that is the case for you, you then, you don't want to look for an independent, strong woman to now become her helpmeet. Because that unfortunately is the spirit of libertarianism and the spirit of feminism. You know, it's like, wow, she's strong and independent. I will be her helpmeet. Like that's the spirit of this age. You don't want to do that. And so you want to prevent that. If, if you want a helpmeet and a homemaker... You don't need your wife to now go through four years of college, get as into student debt, get programmed to become a man.
1: Socialism. You don't
0: need all of that. So you, you'll you want to look for a girl who is before all of that stuff. And and then again, you know, so many people are like, well, you can't get married young because what if your husband abuses you and you get divorced? Statistically, marriages where there's a virgin marriage are off the charts successful, Compared to go through college, sleep with a few guys, (laughs) go to work, sleep with a few guys, eventually find someone. Try things out. So that's the spirit of age for men, libertarianism. We need to get out of that and become ready to take on responsibility and choose to become a patriarch. For women, the spirit of the age is feminism. Become Mm -hmm. a man. Become a strong, independent man. You don't need men. You don't need a family. Just look after yourself. And so girls need to drop that of your options and freedom and...
1: And I would say that you are God, because I think that's the case with feminism is you can do whatever you want. You can achieve anything. Uh, You don't need a man, which is basically you don't need God. You don't need dependence on God. And how you can protect from that spirit while you're a single woman is to practice and learn submission to the Lord as a single woman. If you... Take advantage of this season of singleness, of really learning to yield to the Holy Spirit. Get in the Word and learn God's ways.
0: And that's a big thing. It's not yielding to your feelings. It's yielding to Scripture. You know. Yeah. So the Scripture says something. It's like, that's hard to do. So I don't feel like doing that.
1: And there's very clear things that, that Scripture says that you can already be learning obedience in now as a single woman. And what's great about learning obedience to God now as a single woman is you can then bring that into your marriage. That makes you a very feminine woman, which makes you more attractive to high value men. And you can then bring that into your marriage and you've already practiced submission to the Lord. And so now it's like, okay, This is where the rubber hits the road and you get to practice submission to your husband in real life. And praise God, you've already yielded your independence and now you're a helpmeet to your husband. So you can lay down whatever you are doing in your single years. You can submit yourself to your husband's work and be his helper. And I think that that's how you use this single season to get rid of the spirit of this age, this strong, independent women stuff. Because if you live like that and then you bring that into your marriage, that's when marriages get hard. And that's when there's challenges is because it's inverted gender roles.
0: Yeah, the man's trying to be a help me to the wife and the wife is trying to be the hard mission.
1: And you see that unfortunately often in churches where it's obvious that, wow, like the woman is the leader of the family and the husband is the beautiful yeah. one yeah. that's helping on the side.
0: So practically, you know, if you're a young lady, if you're 16, 17, 18, you, you don't wanna be looking around at another 16, 17 or 18 year old because you're gonna to have to wait for that young man to become independent. So you wanna be looking four or five years older than yourself for someone who's already stepping out into independence. And so it's the same thing for older girls. Like if you're 26, 27, 28, 29, all of these younger guys who are just getting established are going to be looking for younger girls to step right in and be their helpmate. They're not looking for someone to compete with them on a mission and all this stuff. So you want to look ahead of you five, six, seven years. You know, you want to look for older guys who, again, you want that kind of you know, a lot of people argue about this. And ironically, it's a lot of feminists who will argue about this. So guys our age should be looking at us. Why are they looking at the younger ladies? That, and then they try and make that creepy shameful. or shameful. And it's like, no, you're just angry that you are losing out on your sexual market value. You should have traded in your sexual market value younger rather than trying to become a man. And so now all these men... looking at the still feminine ladies rather than trying to compete
1: yeah and i do want to talk about the when is a good time to settle often you hear and i said it when i was uh young i was like i don't want to settle i refuse to settle and it's like okay well then at some point you're going what does settling mean (laughs) settling means you've chosen someone yeah everybody (laughs) has to settle at some point yeah that doesn't mean you've lowered your standards but you you have to be realistic with your standards. And we did a whole video on this all about sexual market value, which was very hard to share. And we don't need to rehash everything we shared in that video. I highly recommend watching that. But it is sexual market value is understanding what you bring to the table, what you're offering and matching that with the masculine. And so at some point you're going to have to be like, yeah, you know what? I don't think I'm good enough for Captain America. (laughs) I am going to have to settle for someone that I am more matched to, which requires honesty and looking at yourself and understanding what you bring to the table. And that's what's great about being uh, a young single girl is you can start developing really high value qualities that do make yourself a high match to someone like Captain America. But once you start hitting 28, 29, 30. It's
0: obvious Captain America hasn't picked you up by that stage.
1: Yeah. So then it's just being honest. I think this frustrates me so much because you have people that get into their 30s and still being like, putting yourself out of the market of like, I'm trusting God and I don't need to settle for a man that isn't God's best for me. And it's like, well, have you ever wondered if you looked past someone who could have been God's best for you because you had your eyes on a Hallmark movie guy that doesn't exist? Like what you are envisioning for yourself isn't real. And that's
0: unfortunate. Again, it comes to a lack of spiritual fathering and mothering of like, people around you should be able to say, hey, that would be a good match for you, that wouldn't. And unfortunately in our culture, that's very offensive. So people don't say that. People aren't honest about sexual market value, about marriage dynamics, about uh, polarity and and gender roles and all this stuff. So you get this thing where girls think that they deserve Hallmark stories, that their marriage will be just Hallmark all the time. There'll be a Hallmark hot guy who comes and saves me out of my troubles and takes me away and becomes my prince and everything in life is sorted out there's no more problems. Prince Charming over here did not solve all of your problems. Like we have a we have a Hallmark story but there's still problems. Like there's outside problems that come into your lives and we can't solve them for each other. I can't make my wife happy.
1: Yes. And so and that's where the submission to the Lord yep. comes into play. It's like yep. you have to understand that you're not getting married <laughs> to become a happier person. Mm-hmm. You're getting married to because be it's obedient. our purpose.
0: It's, it's to be obedient to the Lord. Because
1: God says, be fruitful and multiply. And so here's
0: the other problem, is you get these people who stand up in ministry, and they're like, our marriage is great, I honor my wife, my wife is the best thing ever, she's got no problems, or vice versa. And so you get these people... And they
1: say, we've never fight. We never fight. And if you are fighting, maybe you married the wrong
0: yeah. person. I was like, no, like... There is so much, like, I'm constantly repenting of libertarianism. My wife is constantly repenting of feminism because that's what we were brought up in. That is who we were born into. You know, there's a lot of problems in our life. Like, there's cultural pressures on our life that other people never had. Like, you know, some people don't have money problems. Some people don't have health problems. Some people don't have social problems. Some people don't have, name your perfect palette that you were born with. Some people don't have it. So we even like with us, like don't watch our videos and be like, I wish our marriage was like theirs. We fought yesterday. <laughs> you know, like we had a disagreement from outside pressure, yeah. right? There was outside pressure pressures on our lives, circumstances beyond
1: our control
0: (laughs) that I want to answer in one way because it's easier for me and she wants to answer in another way and so we both got angry with each other there's disconnection yeah the whole world falls apart because now our marriage is falling apart It's like no we're having a disagreement on how to fix outside pressures into our into our marriage and so we had to both go and seek the Lord seek scripture pray come back together and say we don't know what the answer is let's wait on the Lord but let's not be disconnected. Let's not fa- fight each other when we should both be trying to follow God in fixing this outside pressure.
1: Yeah.
0: So I think a big thing in all of this is, f- is false exp- or, or fake expectations because no one is willing to be honest and they all want a picture perfect hallmark marriage or a picture perfect ministry look or whatever. Your marriage is not going to be sunshine and roses you're still going to have all the same problems you had when you got married. It's now you just have someone to walk yeah. with along this journey of life.
1: And realizing that you're on the same team. So when outside things come in that you can't control, it's like, and, and, and it causes a disagreement. It's, like separating yourself from that situation and being like, we're on the same team. Like God has brought us together for such a time as this. And it does come back to trusting in the Lord, which is why I, again, it is so important when you're single to truly understand who God is for you and that your husband will never be that. Like your husband cannot be the one who fulfills you. It can only be the Lord. And when you remember that, it takes all expectation off of your husband to be the, to be your savior. It's like Jesus is my savior, not my husband. But what is my purpose on this earth? It is to be a help to my husband. And marriage is a blessing. So that's why I bring you all the way back to the troubles of single girls, it is much harder to be a single girl and do this life as a single woman than it is being married, even on the hard days of marriage. I would much rather be doing yeah. life with Scott, even in the hard moments, yeah. than trying to figure life out as a single
0: girl. Yeah. And and the picture for guys as well is like, you know, why get married at all then? Why not just sleep around and be a single guy, be a libertarian, right? Right.
1: Have no responsibility. Have no responsibilities
0: because marriage is a responsibility. For a woman, marriage is is now submitting yourself when you could have been this free independent woman. And look at it like a car. Is a car a blessing? Yes, it's a blessing. But now you have to pay for it. You have to take it to the mechanic. You have to fix certain things. And a lot of people say it's just not worth having a car. It's just not worth it. And it's like you're looking at the wrong side of the ledger. The other side of the ledger is, oh, the car takes us to fun things. The car makes me money. The car is looks nice and feels nice to drive. Like there's you have to look at the positive side of the ledger. What's the purpose of a car? It's to take you places. So yes, you can walk alone and have no maintenance bills and no, but you're not going to get very far on your purpose. Marriage is for purpose. Marriage is to be an engine, a vehicle for your purpose on earth. For the man and the woman. You know, for a man, it's not good for a man to be alone. God give you a helpmeet. For the woman, you are made, unfortunately, this is very offensive to the spirit of the sage, you are made for man. You're made to be a helpmeet. You're made to have children. You're made to nurture children. You're made to be a keeper of the home. Now that's very offensive to those who will not submit themselves to the Lord. And all of this submission talk is useless for people who will not first submit themselves to the Lord.
1: I was just saying the other day, in our uh, we're in our 30s and my values in my 30s I'm a totally different person than we were when we met. But because we married and our deepest desire was to obey God, to obey God, our values have changed and grown together as one. Mm -hmm. We are not the same people. We were at 25 years old when we met our values are different then. But when we were 25 and we are, we said like our biggest thing is we want to live yielded to the Lord. And so that's something to pay attention to. Marry a man who is has submitted himself to the Father, to the Lord.
0: And I think this is where a lot of girls, especially in the more super spiritual side of things where we came from, yeah, it's like, he's not spiritual enough. I mean, you even thought that about me at one point of like, you're not emotional. <laughs> well, no, I like... thought
1: about it after we got married because I had my quiet time with my Bible every morning and journaled and you didn't. And I was like, oh my gosh, I married someone who doesn't have quiet time. <laughs> <laughs> and you're quiet. It's so funny, but like your quiet time doesn't look like sitting with a cup of tea and having your Bible open. <laughs> uh It's just so funny because it's like I expected we, to we marry know... someone that looked like me. Mm-hmm. Like you're supposed to do quiet time the way I do quiet time.
0: Yeah, and as well, like we know lots of friends who are like, my husband's not spiritual, and they're like I know the I I know the guy very well. I'm like, he's one of the most sincere guys who loves the Lord, like that I know. <laughs>
1: just because he's not up.
0: Well, he's not crying. He's not laying hands or he's not...
1: Leading a Bible study. Being a
0: missionary or whatever. It's like, are you looking at the same guy? You know? like, <laughs> yeah, That's funny. So I, I think that's it. It's We need older people in our life to dress down all these fake expectations that have yeah. been put on us. We need older people in our lives who can give us a different culture than the culture of this age.
1: And see in as an outside person who loves you. Like, I, I so appreciate it. I had a, a mentor who had my best interest in mind and whenever i talked about a guy that i was interested in <laughs> he was like well he's gonna have to get past me first and i am so grateful for that because when he met scott he was like yep and then ironically that mentor has been out of my life it was almost like like yeah this is a good guy see ya yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> get it done he did our wedding praise god god bless him <laughs> yeah. and then we're like he's like great you guys are good so, yeah, it's <laughs> like thank you like that's fine because, but because season. ironically he was a spiritual father to you and just like a, a husband and wife leave their parents and become yeah. one he didn't want to meddle in our life anymore and like yeah. god bless
1: yeah but he was that for me. He was the, like, gatekeeper of, I want to help you. That's the type of people you want to surround yourself with if you are a single he took, he,
0: he took you and your sister aside and he explained the dynamics of what's going on. So many people are in friend groups or in, you know, church groups or youth groups or whatever. And you're just waiting around for Captain America to hallmark you off your feet and no one is explaining to you what is going on. No one explained to me what was going on. You know, when I was a, a, young, a young buck trying to figure out this marriage thing, you know, no one came to me and said, uh, do, you have a, do you have a job and a house before you date this girl? No. It's like, okay, I will help you get a job and a house. Then you can have a pick of girls. And then, well, there's four or five girls. Why are you picking the one you pick? She's hot. It's like, okay, how's her family? Will she fit in with what you think you're going to do? how are you guys personality wise you know the dynamics of age the dynamics of debt the dynamics of you know is she is she gonna be a good suit a good help me to you no one explained that stuff to me you know same for for the girls like thankfully eventually you did have a an older man mm-hmm. pull you and your sister aside and say hey in your friendship group here's the dynamics these guys aren't just hanging around with you because <laughs> you're friends
1: yeah he's like guys don't hang with girls because they want to be friends and we were like, no, we really are all friends. Like, And he was like, no, nope, listen to me. Guys don't hang out with girls to be friends. They end up liking you. So you need to understand this. Like they're looking at you as potentials. And we were like, no, th- like they don't. And then like a few months later, he got to say his, I told you so. Line. But his
0: whole thing was like, if you're not interested in them, stop hanging around them. Yeah. Which is good advice. Yeah, advice.
1: It is. He was being involved in the biggest area of my life. He knew that I wanted to get married and he didn't want me to mess up. He wanted the best for me. And so he was willing to talk about the hard and uncomfortable things that not many people were talking about at the
0: time. Yeah. So all of that to say our practical things for this video. Get older people in your life who are on the other side of this and speak to them often about all of your desires, all of your uh, expectations, all of your problems.
1: And get their feedback. Yeah, get
0: their feedback. And then the second thing is, it doesn't matter who you marry. It doesn't so much matter who you marry. It matters how you marry. So stop holding out for Captain America or the perfect, like the one. There are many people who... You know, you could have married, I could have married, that as long as we had figured out the how, the ways yeah. of God, if we had been obedient to the Lord and his ways about this, then it would have been blessed. God would have blessed our marriage because marriage is a blessing if you are obeying the Lord.
1: And with the whole thing of like, it doesn't matter who you marry. I think that's the importance of step one of having mentors in your life, because if they are approving of people, then it's probably a good thing. Yeah
0: because that's it someone's going to scream in the comments like of course it marries who you marry." like what if they beat you and abuse and all this kind of stuff And it's like yeah you've you you do not just some guy comes along and says marry me and you're like okay shotgun wedding in las vegas like we're not saying that we're yeah. saying be in community with older people who care about you so many people are in churches where the older people don't care about them yeah because like oh there's a single girl who's 35 40 years old in this church like does no one care about her like that's my my question. When there's single girls in a church, does no one care about them?
1: Why is nobody helping her? And same with the young man. Yeah. Why is no nobody one helping them helping... to get
0: set up and yeah. ready? Yeah. So praise God. We love you guys. We bless you. This is a huge thing in all of our lives is getting married because it is a purpose. Don't let the spirit of this age say it's a gift to be single. No, children are a gift. So you know, marriage a, is a gift. Marriage <laughs> is a gift. A prudent wife is a gift from the Lord. You know. So. Praise God, marriage is important. Don't fall into the spirit of this age, being a libertarian or a feminist. Don't fall into the huge, big expectations of marriage is going to solve everything. It's like, no, marriage is a purpose. Marriage is a vehicle. And so we want to be prepared for it. How do we be prepared is by obeying God, obeying the scripture, obeying his voice. You know, because so many guys are like, oh, don't know if I should get married. Don't know if I can. It's like, what would you say to your son if he was in your shoes? And that often helps you think patriarchally fatherly you're putting off the libertarian i don't want any responsibility i want freedom and you're thinking how a father would think is what is my purpose what is my mission and now you're thinking clearly
1: and then i would say for young girls when you're deciding it's is this someone i'd be willing to submit to because elizabeth elliott says you don't have to submit when you agree you submit when you disagree and obviously submission is just against our nature so i mean if if you're going to be nitpicky about this you'd be like no this is not someone i would submit to because you're not going to submit to anyone (laughs) anyone. but when it comes to like you don't need to marry a super spiritual guy with a microphone that's a pastor on a stage you need to marry someone who you can see like you trust them they're responsible and like that's the standard (laughs) that's the standard you should have um Be wary of this, I deserve Captain America.
0: And with that, trying to find a husband who will be a help me to your mission. Because I I feel that's the other side of things for girls who've grown up in the feminine frame and and in the very super spiritual thing of like, women are, are called to singleness and they're called to mission and they have a mission and what's your mission? And then when you get married, all you want is a help me to your mission. You don't want to be a help me to a man's mission. And so that's the other side of this. Men's missions may look very different to your mission men's missions may look very different to what you've put out as a dream mission that you would be happy to submit to. And so, you know, the, the question becomes is, do you want to be with a man on a mission or do you want to be alone as a man on a mission? Or the other huge problem in marriages is comparison as well. You know, you can look at other people's marriages and be like, why isn't our marriage like theirs? Like, why isn't my husband, the pastor or the celebrity or the hallmark guy? yeah Um, and that leads to a lot of resentment when Mm -hmm. your husband has his own specific mission to accomplish on earth
1: unique to him (laughs)
0: yeah and it's i think that's a huge problem that we face in popular christianity is that unless a man is a pastor or in some form of formal ministry he's not a success or he's not following the lord or serving the lord and that's a lie you know your husband could be a mechanic there's that classic uh, line from i think uh, roger bannister or I i don't know i'm getting the guy's name wrong but this this English athlete, and he said, whenever I run, I feel God's pleasure. He's like, I'm good at it. I feel the Lord's pleasure when I do it. And everyone's like, running, being an athlete, like that has zero kingdom good. Well, God is most pleased <laughs> with me being an athlete or whatever. Your husband could be a chef. He could be a mechanic. He could be a doctor. He could be a pastor. He could be a mailman. He could be whatever. It's like, does he feel that he is accomplishing God's work? Does he feel that he is working where the Lord has him best suited to be? Then you need to get behind that. You need to get behind that mission. And if he doesn't, you don't need to be nagging. And it's like, you need to be praying for him that the Lord would bring an opportunity across. You need to be in a place of putting your mission, whatever you thought your mission was, it's now supporting your husband's mission. That is now your mission. And if your husband doesn't have a mission or he's struggling to get into it, it's not a thing of being... Uh, resentful or nagging nagging or ungrateful it's like start praying for him
1: yeah and asking how you can help him Mm -hmm. hopefully our processings help you process this is stuff we talk about all the time and i think if we just like spark conversations within your household and Mm -hmm. and what you want for your children um that's exciting
0: yeah praise god bless you guys we
1: hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please leave us a review. And if you want to follow along on YouTube, our channel is Scott and Kelly. And my Instagram page is Home with Kelly, Kelly with an I. Thanks so much, and we hope you have a blessed day.